And while it's a great diet for the average person to really nourish their body so that they can get it to work at more of an optimal level and they can age well, what about those of us that already have a chronic inflammatory state? Those of us with rheumatoid arthritis, for example. I think that's where you have to take the idea of this Mediterranean diet and you supercharge it by amping up the anti-inflammatory foods, spices, and herbs. I'm Don Laughlin, certified health coach and fellow RA warrior. It wasn't all that long ago that I was in this place where I was fearful of the uncertainty of my future, wondering when my next flare would come, or wondering when the pain would let up. Fast forward through many trials, errors, and lessons learned, and you'll find a gal who is stronger, healthier, and more confident in her future than ever before. Yes, I still have RA, but RA doesn't have me. I believe our lifestyle, food choices, and mindset greatly impact the way our bodies handle rheumatoid arthritis. I created the Thrive with RA podcast to explore the science-based ways to realign your health through these three pillars and so much more. We'll be navigating both the messy and the blessings that come from living a life with RA. Each week, you'll get a good dose of education, inspiration, encouragement, and hope as you take small steps to improve your health and overall life. If you've been diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis or are still trying to figure out if the symptoms you're feeling are indeed rheumatoid arthritis, you are in the right place, my friend. Let's get started. Well, welcome back, friends, to the Thrive with RA podcast. I am super excited to dive into today's topic. It's a really important one. One that kind of comes up more often for those of us with RA is we start to realize how quickly this condition can change our lives. We start to wonder, you know, is there anything I can do to improve my pain and, and get more energy in my day so that I can get done the things that I need to do? Or how about do the things that I want to do, things that bring me joy beyond just your typical to-do list? I know that that was the case for me. I was determined to improve my circumstances because I knew that the body is wonderfully made and can do amazing things. So I started first with my doctor and I asked him, you know, is there anything I can do through foods or lifestyle that would really improve my symptoms? And I got to tell you, I was surprised at his response. He said, no, that rheumatoid arthritis is a progressive disease. Your best course of action is slowing the disease activity down through medicine. Food really doesn't impact the symptoms. Now, as I mentioned in episode one, where I talked about the five healthy habits of an RA warrior, and if you haven't listened to that, I really recommend you go back and check that out after you hear this episode. My doctor was happy with how my medicine was working, and yet I was in more pain and fatigue than ever before. So while I was glad to hear that my disease activity was in a good place, I couldn't help but wonder, like, what about my symptoms? What about the, the fatigue that I'm feeling and my joint pain and my brain fog? His response just didn't sit well with me. So I went ahead and took it upon myself to just dive into research. I searched for what foods I should eat and what foods I should avoid. What I found was anything but clarity. One dietary would, theory would kind of say, focus on these foods, and another one would say, avoid these foods completely, and it really brought a lot of confusion and overwhelm into my world, and I was really just left at that point to do some trial and error and listen to my intuition as I dug more into research to see what the science says. By that, I mean focusing on non-agenda-driven science. This is a concept I really want to drive home because it's so important when you are trying to figure out what to do, what works best, to focus on non-agenda-driven studies. So often, people are trying to sell products, theories, and books, and to do that, they're either paying for research that is specifically 
proving their claim or they're sharing surface level information from the studies where it suits their purpose. So the bottom line is, is that it's really important, friends, that you, you follow the money trail. See who's paying for the research. If you can find that out, you'll have a better understanding of what claims you should heed and, and how you should move forward. So I spent a lot of that time going through theories and, and trying some of them for myself or just really reading up about them. And I noticed that there was one common thread, cut out processed foods, the refined sugar, and eat more vegetables. From there, each theory kind of goes down their own individual paths and, and goes toward their claims. But when I went back and looked closer at all of the science-based evidence, I found decades of research showing that a plant-forward diet proves to be the most effective at reducing inflammation, preventing chronic illness, and thriving into your old age. In fact, there's a diet that's evolved over time that focuses on eating nutrient-dense foods, lots of vegetables, fruits, whole grains, legumes, healthy fats, nuts, and seeds. And I'm willing to bet that you have heard of this diet. It's called the Mediterranean diet. One thing that I love about this diet is that it's not so much of a diet. It's about a lifestyle. It goes beyond stopping at your, your plant-forward foods that you should focus on and really emphasizes daily movement, connection with family and friends, and building time in for relaxation. Now, as the benefits of this Mediterranean diet were studied more in depth, it quickly became a recommended way of eating. And while it's a great diet for the average person to really nourish their body so that they can get it to work at more of an optimal level and they can age well, what about those that, of us that already have a chronic inflammatory state? Those of us with rheumatoid arthritis, for example. I think that's where you have to take the idea of this Mediterranean diet and you supercharge it by amping up the anti-inflammatory foods, spices, and herbs. In fact, in 2020, Dr. Monica Guma, who is a re rheumatologist and a researcher at the University of California, San Diego, did just that as she created the ITIS diet and published a two-week study. Now, I'm going to include in the show notes below a link to the PubMed study so that if that's of interest in you, to you, you can go check it out for further details. But going back to the study, Dr. Guma spent a year fine-tuning this with her team to look at things such as accessibility, practicality, and sustainability for RA patients. They worked with a group of 34 participants and gained feedback throughout various phases to develop this two-week study, the diet that they were going to introduce. Once they were satisfied with the overall diet, the instructions, and the guidelines, they launched this study. With the ITIS diet, the aim was to see how you could take the Mediterranean diet to the next level by positively impacting an RA patient's gut microbiome to see if that would result in improved gut health, arthritis symptoms, and overall feelings of wellness. Okay, so let's dive in and break it down. The study followed 20 highly motivated RA patients for two weeks. They ate a Mediterranean diet that was supercharged with anti-inflammatory herbs, foods, and spices with a focus on some very specific ingredients that I'm going to share more about here in a bit. In addition, they all continued taking their prescribed medications during the course of this two-week study. I got to tell you, I loved reading these results. They were amazing. Half of the participants experienced a 50% improvement in pain, swelling, and fatigue within three to four days. That's incredible to me. Even more amazing, there were a couple of participants that went into complete remission. And then the remaining 50% experienced increased energy, less fatigue, but they, they still had some continued pain and swelling, but overall felt better. And it might leave you wondering as you're hearing that, well, why didn't everyone experience the same 
the same results. What happened there? And the theories really boil down to overall gut health that these patients had going into the study were probably different, as were their eating habits prior to. So to help you see kind of a bigger picture here, I think it's important to briefly talk about the health of our gut microbiome. When we talk about gut health, each of us have a very unique microbiome, which is a colony of microorganisms that reside in our body, most of them being in our gut. Things like medications, antibiotics, birth control pills, uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs like your ibuprofen and your Aleve, all of these types of medications can damage our gut over the years. It really depends on how often you were taking them, how long you were on them, but it will put each of us in a different place for gut repair. There's also past traumas and stress our diets, which we all know that the standard American diet is not a healthy diet. All of these factors go in to impact our overall gut health. And because our, you micro, because our microbiomes are so unique, it's important to understand that really healing and rebalancing our gut to get it to a better state of health will look different for each of us. Okay. So now let's put the brief gut health chat on pause. There will be more to come on that in in episodes to come, I promise you, because it's so important. But I want to get back and talk more about the study and and what types of foods the ITIS diet included that the Mediterranean diet doesn't, because this is where it gets supercharged, and it's important to know these, these different ingredients. First, there was a daily green juice made at home, green vegetables and fruit that they drank every morning. And if you know me or have been following me at all on, on social media, you know that green juice is my life. <laughs> I go with it every morning. There's very rarely times where I don't. And even when I'm traveling, I'm finding workarounds so that I can still have that green juice because it's powerful. Now, the second thing that they focused on was a high daily intake of both your monounsaturated fatty acids and your polyunsaturated fatty acids. These are things from your avocado and olive oils, your nuts, your sesame seeds, tahini, uh, chia seeds, flax seeds, those types of things. They were also asked to eat twice a week. Uh, They were consuming a fatty fish such as sardines, salmon, or tuna. Um, Another thing that they were doing each day was enjoying a unsweetened yogurt and miso which is a fermented soybean paste. There was also lots of green vegetables, things like arugula, spinach, kale, broccoli. Another focus were fruits that were high in enzymes, such as pineapple and papaya. They are loaded with enzymes. In particular, papaya has papain and pineapple has bromelain. And these enzymes really go in and help break down proteins in your body, which can be a powerful addition to support your digestion, as well as being super anti-inflammatory. They also, the IDAS diet also included a daily green tea. In fact, they recommended you swap out the green tea for your coffee, as coffee has been found to have some issues with rheumatoid arthritis. Another inclusion in the IDAS diet was uh, swapping out your dairy product milks, your dairy-based milks for plant-based milks. Lastly, they really worked to include some powerful spices, turmeric, which came with black pepper because it helps your absorption in your body, ginger, and garlic. So that gives you an idea of what foods that are very specific to the ITIS diet that go above and supercharge your Mediterranean diet. But I also want to say that like the Mediterranean diet, The ITIS diet also excluded processed foods and fast foods, uh, red meats, processed meat, and dairy, other than the unsweetened yogurt that is mentioned before, and then sugar. Sugary foods and sugary beverages such as soda were all excluded as the Mediterranean diet does as well. Now, unlike the Mediterranean diet, the ITIS diet also excluded combining protein 
with your greens, and that's like your spaghetti and meatball meals, uh, wheat flour and gluten, salt, and then lastly, tomatoes, potatoes, and eggplant were removed because some people with RA experience an uptick in their symptoms, and so they just took that out of the equation for this study. To say that I was thrilled when I saw this study released is a pure understatement because it truly encapsulates everything I've been piecing together nutrition-wise and seeing positive results from for the past several years. More than anything, it provides scientific evidence that yes, diet in fact does matter when managing the symptoms of rheumatoid arthritis. Now, while I know that a lot of this probably feels heavy, overwhelming, and and leaves you kind of not sure what to do next, you're moving from the idea of the standard American diet that's low in veggies and whole grains and overall fiber to one that's rich in fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds and legumes. And I just want to take a minute to encourage you with a couple of thoughts. First and foremost, start small. Focus on one change you want to make and then go for it. If you are starting, trying to look and see where to start, I have a free resource down below in the show notes that you can grab. It's called the Rheumatoid Arthritis Pain Reducing and Energizing Smoothie. It really gives you a place to start to focus as you as you begin to work on increasing the amount of whole foods that you eat. If you can include it in part of your daily routine, slowly you'll see that it starts to crowd out the desire to eat the foods that aren't serving your body well. It starts to make big changes inside your gut at the cellular level, like changing your taste buds and balancing out some of those good bacteria. And I know for me, this was one of the first things that I did, and it kind of became a gateway of sorts to the healthy diet and lifestyle that I, that I lead now. Secondly, because our genetic makeup and microbiomes are so unique, what works fully for one might not provide the same results for another. For example, some might find that they do better being fully plant-based. Others might find that they do better if they include fatty fish or sustainably sourced lean animal proteins in their diet. The most important thing to remember is that you have to eat anti-inflammatory foods that are going to help you improve your digestion, rebalance your gut, and improve inflammation. And at the same time, you have to avoid the foods that are driving it up. You cannot continue to add in those inflammatory foods and hope for the best. You have to rebalance the body by removing the inflammatory foods and and nourishing it with the anti-inflammatory foods so that your body has a chance to reset and, and resettle. Those inflammatory foods are your sugars, your refined flours, your inflammatory oils, processed and fast foods. And quite honestly, if you are kicking your processed and fast foods out the door, you are going to naturally take care of the inflammatory oils, the refined flours, and the sugar, because those those products are loaded with them. So look at all of this sort of as a template and find out what works best for your body. But keep those important things, the important notes I just shared above in mind as you are working toward this. The third thing to remember is that you didn't get here overnight. Odds are you're not going to turn it around overnight either. This is a journey. I refer to it all the time as a journey because it is one. It is one that takes time, a whole lot of patience, a lot of grace, and and just the ability to trust the process. When you do that, you you're you're your path on this journey goes so much smoother when you have your mindset around that in a better way. Lastly, it's super important to understand that making these dietary changes does not guarantee remission of your RA. Now, some will in fact go into remission and possibly be able to go off medication with the help of their doctor. Others are going to find that they just feel so much better that their medicine is working better when they focus on supercharged anti-inflammatory diet. Bottom line, 
it's going to be different for everyone. But whether you're on medicine or not, your body will function at a much higher level. You'll have less joint pain, less swelling, more energy, and better mental clarity. And who doesn't want that? (laughs) It's something I wanted so badly. And I can tell you that when you do the work, you take the time and you give yourself the grace and the patience, you will reap the benefits. If this spurs you on in any way and you are ready to start making a change, I encourage you just to grab my free resource, my smoothie resource in the show notes. It gives you a starting place. It gives you a step you can take to start making changes without removing all the other things that feel so heavy and hard and overwhelming to do right now. Start by changing what's going inside your body with a simple thing and see if that helps you. You're going to find the link in the show notes below. Well, there you have it, friends. Foods to focus on when you're looking to improve your health and symptoms with rheumatoid arthritis with a good dose of science-backed evidence to support them. I hope that this has brought some clarity, removed some of the overwhelm and the confusion, helping you understand to know what to eat and what not to eat so that you can truly start to reduce the inflammation in your body and get back to living your best life. Well, friends, thanks so much for joining me today, especially on a topic that I am super passionate about. I'll be back next week, same time, same place. Take care. Friends, that's it for today's episode. If you're ready to take a first step toward improving your energy and reducing inflammation, be sure to grab my free RA Pain Reducing and Energizing Smoothie Guide. You can do that by clicking the link down below in the show notes. Well, until next time, RA Thrivers, keep taking those small steps that lead to big impacts on your health.